Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Thanks for tuning in. This is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your financial questions and topics, personal development ideas, things you can do to help yourself get ahead, both professionally and financially. And so I've had a couple of calls with John Dwoskin to talk about different ways that you could help yourself develop professionally and how to get some advice about things you should be thinking about if you're leading a company or if you're an executive in a company and you're trying to move ahead, things that you should be thinking about doing that. John makes his living as a professional speaker. He's also an author, a coach, and a podcaster. He provides advice and mentors to scores of clients talking about all kinds of things around the business world. And, you know, his point is that it's not just plain vanilla, that you really have to have ideas that meet what it is you can do and what you're willing to do. So I've asked John to come back and have a third conversation with us talking about that specific topic, which is getting some business advice. What should you really be thinking about? John, thanks so much for taking time to be with us today. Thanks, KT. I appreciate you having me back on the show. It's always good to be with the Money Matter community. Thank you. So, you know, when you think about advice that you would give your clients, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, first and foremost, I would say, look in the mirror, you're probably the biggest problem. And then look in the mirror again, because now you got to see who you want to bring to work tomorrow, who's going to make some change, who's the person who's going to, you know, evolve the most. So if you want people that work for you to evolve or you want your business to evolve, then you need to lead the way. You have to be the one that evolves first. Correct. Correct. I mean, if if you want to accelerate that, you do. You know, I tell clients a lot, you know, you're only as high as your lowest bar. You as the leader are responsible for 95% of every piece of culture that happens. People don't leave companies, they leave managers. And it's not what you preach, it's what you tolerate. And people want to become better leaders. And that can only happen when you are a leader and not somebody who leads when it's convenient. So they really have to have the passion. They have to embrace it. You can't be one of these phone-in managers that's not really there, doesn't really care about the people that work for them, and really only cares about it as it pertains to their end game. Well, I would say that in today's world, you can be a little bit of a phone-in manager and a Skype manager and a Zoom manager. And I say that because I know there's many companies, especially in Silicon Valley, that do it very effectively. And so, but that being said, and I've met many, many, many of those people, they have a commitment and a grit and a discipline and a passion, not only for the company, but more importantly, for the people that they manage. So with technology today, I think you actually, I think it is, I think it's important to be in the premises of your people, but with technology today, you can actually be an effective manager as long as you have the skill set of how to influence and inspire people to empower them to be their best. Ideally, it's face-to-face. And even if you are phoning in and managing people from around the country, you still need those face-to-face moments at some times throughout the year and or just need to stay consistent with talking to them. But I know a lot of people who manage people all around the country or all around the world that do it very effectively, but they also have a love for people, a love for the a commitment and love for the company, and they're always growing their skill set on how to be better at managing people. So I wanted to talk a little bit about growing the skill set. You talk a lot about mentorship, and I wanted to ask you, who is your mentor? 
Well, I have a lot of mentors, actually. So I have business coaches and I have a podcast coach and I have, uh, I would say that my number one business coach is actually my wife who gives me probably the most straight up <laughs> feedback I need. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people that work with me doing what I do to support me that I also you know, I'm very open to their mentorship and guidance to help me grow my business. So I'm a big fan of, you know, I had two podcasts, for example, and I wanted to start a third podcast. And actually, I didn't even know I needed, wanted to start a third podcast, I should say. And then I was interviewed by a gentleman by the name of Doug Sandler, Turnkey Podcast. And we started talking and he kind of was giving me some thoughts on a, an idea of a third podcast. And I worked with him. And even though I had two very successful podcasts, I hired him and his business partner to be my podcast coach for my third podcast. So, you know, it was important for me if I was going to do it again, that I had the proper mentors to really guide me along from a different perspective. I think mentors are critical to giving you different perspectives. And I think everybody needs them. So, you know, one of the things that I always struggle with is finding the right people, maybe within your own industry, especially if you work in a particularly, you know, I think today there's a lot of niche plays. Like if you're in technology, you really probably want to develop a mentor relationship with somebody who's in the field that you're in. How do people find people? I mean, besides golf and drinking. Find a mentor? Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, they need to sit back and decide if they want a mentor because with a mentor comes accountability. And I think a lot of people avoid accountability and they don't want a true mentor. They maybe want someone that is going to be there when they need them. But a mentor is somebody who you have a consistent relationship with. I'm not saying that you can't be friends with this person. You can, but it's a different level of friendship because the mentoring comes first and foremost. And you need someone that you, that there's not a difference in boundaries where somebody can actually give you advice and they're not offending you. They're giving it to you from a business perspective. So I think it's a very important line to make sure that you find the right person that's going to actually push you out of your comfort zone. And a lot of times we, I'm not saying we don't want that from our friends, but it's just a little bit different. It's just a little bit different. So you got to pick the right person. And you got to be open for wanting it. And if you are open for wanting one, you will find one. And you'll be on the search for one. And it doesn't mean it's a Supreme Court seat. You don't have to have the same mentor for the rest of your life. But it's good to have somebody to push you to better yourself. You know, funny, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was first out of college, I was in banking and I had a number of quick exchange bosses. I ran an indirect lending program for a credit union. And I got this woman who became my boss after my last boss was really like a bad guy. And I started doing like really well under her. And she said one day, she said, you know, sometimes like flowers can really grow if you just take the rocks off. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that was just like the loveliest thing. It was just, she, she didn't think about it as she did it for me. All she did was she basically like got out of the way and then encouraged me. Yeah. And it was my very first mentorship relationship. And it was really powerful to me that, you know, that easily she could change my, really my entire work experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mentors, because when the relationship is there and the person is open, then the mentor can really get inside the person's, you know, spirit and guide them effectively because the intent is so clean. And so that's why I think the mentor-mentee relationship is very important. And so you got to make sure that you're, you know, you're just picking the right person. And I think the person, the, the mentor has to have the proper intent. You know, if you find a mentor that is jealous of you, it's not going to work because the intent isn't clean. Right. And when, you, and when you feel the intent not being pure and clean, 
then you ditch that mentor completely. And, quickly. and you move on. Hey, right. Because I think a lot of times people, you know, if you have a mentor that's making you feel badly about yourself, right? It's one thing to push you. And it's one thing to get you to think differently and to stretch yourself. But if you have a mentor that you consistently feel badly about yourself when you hang up, you have the wrong mentor. So if you have the wrong mentor, you move on. You look for a better mentor. Yeah. That's and then right. you want to be a good mentee. So you want to be able to make sure that you're in a position where you're really serious about it and that you're willing to take this advice because you are trying to move forward and you're seeking advice to help you become better at what you're doing. Correct. And I always think financial independence, you know, which is really one of the things I talk about a lot, this idea of getting to a place where, you know, you're being recognized for the work that you do. You're able to live financially without worrying about money all the time because you make enough money to be able to meet your needs and, you know, you're saving for all of those things. But part of it, you know, the foundation of it, unless you're born well, right, right, gene code, meaning born into money, you have to figure out how to make a living and how you're going to grow yourself professionally. And I really think a mentor is a big component of that. And then just, you know, how you think about your employment track along the way, like when is it time to change companies? So I always say, you know, when the culture of the company no longer meets what your needs are, then even if you might feel really safe in that job, sometimes it's time to move on anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, ideally you want to be with a company that's in alignment with who you are. And that is really important. And listening to those instincts are really important. And looking for a job and finding the right job is sometimes a full, feels like a full-time job. But you want to be in a place where you can be yourself and bring out your best self, ideally. Sometimes that's not always easy, especially in certain companies, but you want to do your best to do that. So your book talks an awful lot about the corporate environment. And so one of the things that you talk about is mistakes that you see executives make over and over. Could you enlighten us a little bit about that? Well, I think executives sometimes make mistakes when it comes to recruiting. You know, I think that's a good topic. Most executives are not effective recruiters. They're not looking at the succession plan of every single employee, not just themselves or the C-level suites of the team. And so they're not thinking about recruiting. They're not thinking about training their people. They're not thinking about retaining their people. You know, so we've talked about a lot of topics, but this one at the core of the bedrock core of a business are the people within the business. And those people need to be the right people in the right seats, doing the right things or need to be moved to that. And if you have the wrong people, they need to be coached up or coached out and they need to be given the space to do either or. And then they need to be trained properly. I see a lot of companies who do not focus on training their people. They want them to be better, but they're not investing to train them. Now, that being said, I think as employees, we have a responsibility regardless of that to train ourselves to the best possible way that we can. And focus on retention of people is really important. And I talked earlier in, in one of our talks, KT, about just you know saying thank you and making people feel like they matter. But a really big piece is having a recruiting business plan and really looking, and I talk about this in my book, and really spending time on hiring the best and training to be the best so you can retain the best. So you also talk about the act of compassion and letting people go. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that wrong person and the wrong job? Well, I think that a lot of times people are scared to let someone go and people are scared to quit. But I think that you know, you are doing the company and the people a disservice by having the wrong person in an environment, especially if they're toxic, 
And so I think it's a very compassionate act to let somebody go, to set them free, to go find where their passion is, where they can succeed most, where they can spread their wings and fly within an organization. So it may burn initially, but you're doing the right thing because you're forcing them to get in alignment and get something that's more in line with what they do, their specialty and their expertise and their personality. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to let somebody go and say, hey, you know, we're letting you go tomorrow. You can let them go and give them a severance package, whatever allows you to sleep well at night. So, you know, it can be done in a very nice way, but you need to make these decisions in order to grow the company. Because I just was meeting with a client today who was telling me a story that the one of the people within the company needs to be let go. This was a new discussion that I had. And with a new client today. And because this person, they didn't let go, five other people who were quality people quit the company. Oh my God. So I said, how did that happen? I won't bore you with the details, but, but this one person was, not, was so toxic that all these other people, quality people, were quitting because of this person. And that's what happened. couldn't stand it. Well, that's what happens within a company. And so when you keep the, when you come up with every excuse under the sun and why to keep the wrong person, the right people ultimately end up leaving. Wow, that's really good advice. You know, John, I know we only have a couple of minutes here, but you've had some major life things in in your own life that have sort of helped you evolve to where you are now. Can you talk a little bit about how daily meditation has changed your focus? Well, I think it's really critical. You know, my brain has about just thousands of, you know, hundreds or, you know, dozens of thoughts per minute. And so I think it's really important to, I've really had to learn how to quiet my mind and increase my focus and really just take time to, you know, think about nothing at times. And so meditation has been great for me to just slow down my brain. I've been meditating for, you know, 20 plus years, slow down my brain and just get me a little bit more rooted and just, you know, calming my mind so I can think because in my business, I'm in the business of you know listening and strategizing and thinking with my clients and evolving ideas and growing ideas and coming up with ideas. So I need to be sharp. And so meditation has been a huge factor of that for me. That's terrific. And for our listeners, we'll obviously put his book in the show notes, but John Dasquin, the author of Think Big Business and Grow Your Business Big, Very Big. And so I said that all backward. <laughs> It's the, it's okay. The Think Big Movement. The, the Think, Think Big, Big Movement. movement. Author yeah. of the Think Big Movement. It's so mind. big, you couldn't yeah. even pronounce it. I couldn't even say it straight. It was so big. <laughs> right, but I, I get but it. It's I get think it. big. Right. And have a Think Big Movement. Don't be stuck. Take chances. Be out there. Take risks to expand yourself and your business or look for a mentor or perhaps buy John's book, which is available on Amazon and on his link. I find that personal development has been a big part of my success over my lifetime, whether it's reading or podcasting or meditation or mentorship. And I think that you really cut yourself short if you don't open yourself up to those opportunities. So John, I'm really glad that you were able to bring this today to the Money Matters audience because I know they love to hear about these things. So thanks again for spending time with us. KT, my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on the show and all the best to you and your entire community. Thank you. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, 
Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.